1: Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.
2: Hi, this is Udo Dirk Schneider, the singer of UDO, and you listen to Talking Metal.
1: Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Talking Metal Podcast. It is Super Bowl Sunday. My name is Mark Striegel. You'll probably be hearing this a couple days after Super Bowl Sunday. I can give a shit about football, which is why I'm down in my basement right now recording a podcast, as most Americans watch the Super Bowl. So, here we go. And if you love football, no offense, I just, uh, just done my thing. And I'm sure most of you do, because like something like over half the country tunes in to watch the Super Bowl. It's it's insane. It's insane. We have a great guest on today's show. We are welcoming back Udo Dirk Schneider, known for his work with Accept, played on all the classic, all the best Accept records, was that man. And he's just continued to put out so much great music. I mean, just a ton of great music with UDO, his band, who... We've had numerous people in and out of the band I mean I think he's you know the only consistent on every record Udo Dirk Schneider that is and uh, yeah but there's been there's been a lot of great metal warriors in and out of that band and including Fiddy who's been with with him you know since on bass since probably like 96 ish I'm not sure it's just uh, I, th- I think mid 90s Fiddy's been with him so UDO such a incredible incredible band and we're going to check out some of their new music and we're going to hear from mr udo mr udo dirkschneider himself in just a bit but right now let's check out some classic udo this is off the holy record an album that also featured stefan kaufman a guy that a lot of you guys know from except fame he was part of all those classic Accept records he was the drummer in Accept, and Mr. Kaufman was the guitarist in UDO, which is, is kind of wild. And he was with them, wow, for most of their career up until I guess about 2011. The album also features Fitty Winehold on bass, and again, Mr. Kaufman on guitar, known for his drumming in Accept. If you can follow what I'm saying, anyways, this song right here is called "Raiders of Beyond." 1999, the holy record is what that song comes off of. Great stuff. And listen, the new record by UDO is called Decadent. And I'm not pulling your leg here. It's really good. It's really good. We're going to hear some music from it in a bit. And we're going to hear from the vocalist of UDO, Udo. So stay tuned for that. Right now, we're going to keep the music going. This is a Black Sabbath song. Called Psycho Man, and this is the Danny Sabre remix. That was the Danny Saber remix of the song Psycho Man. The song originally was released on the Reunion Live album from 1998, which I believe had two new singles, studio singles on it, that being one of them. And this remix version by Danny Saber, I'm I'm not exactly sure how many places it appeared, the remix version, but I'm pulling it off of an album called No Boundaries. It was a benefit record for refugees. No Boundaries, it was called. And, of course, Danny Saber, the guy who remixed that, if you don't know, is a audio engineer, record producer, remixer. He was a former member of the band Black Grapes, and he's done mixes for numerous people, including David Bowie, U2, Marilyn Manson, a lot of other folks. So without further ado, let's check out some new music by the band UDO, and then get into my interview with Udo Dirkschneider, who I met up with for, oh, maybe just shy of 15 minutes in New York City in his hotel room in Midtown Manhattan, I want to say 47th Street was where he was staying between Broadway and 8th at the at the Edison Hotel. Very convenient for me. So, uh, yeah, so let's do that. Let's check out some brand new UDO off the Decadent record, which is out now, guys. This one is called Rebels of the Night, and we'll hear about half of the song. If you want to hear the whole thing, go to iTunes and buy it. We are here in Midtown Manhattan, New York City, and joining us, we have Udo. How are you? Yeah, fine. Thank you very much. Everything is wonderful. Very good. It's so great to have you here in New York, and it is so great to once again have new music from you. Decadent is the new record. It is sounding just excellent, and let's first start talking about the record. How would you describe this, uh, compare it, how would you compare this to Steamhammer?
2: To Steelhammer, of course. Uh, the difference is now two guitar players play, play play on on the Decadent album. On the Steelhammer album, it was just uh, Andres Smirnov, the guy from Russia. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, also the difference is that on Decadent, we uh, was composing all the songs together. Only I did only the, the, the lyrics together with Fitty Wienholz, but music-wise, we were writing the songs together. for. I didn't do this for a long, long time, you know, since Accept. And uh, so, I mean, I'm really happy with the result. These two young guys there were bringing a lot of fresh blood, fresh ideas. I mean, they're coming from a different generation. They're just 30, 31 years old. And, uh, yeah, there was a lot of fun to work with these guys in the studio, and I, did the, I think they did a great... Uh, um, guitar work on this album yeah the guitar work sounds great the the songwriting sounds great too uh is is fitty handling most of the lyrics Uh, yeah i do the lyrics together with fitty i mean i I come up with uh, most of it uh, with the titles Mm -hmm. and the stories but then we start working working it out together excellent and when you're writing these songs
1: are you are you passing files around on the internet or do you all get together in a room to work on songs together
2: uh, no, we don't pass uh, uh, fl- flying around with, with with links and stuff like that on the internet. I mean, we did this uh, when I was together with Seven Kaufman, but I don't like this, you know. I mean, we had the first session in the beginning of May last year, and then everybody was bringing their own ideas, and they were sitting together, uh, listen to all the ideas, and then we said, okay, we want to work on these 15 ideas, and then we start uh, arranging stuff. Uh, start um, working on the melodies and stuff like that. To f- but the, still, the, the, the story was already there for what kind of lyrics I want to do. Very good. And I want to ask you about just
1: the amount of music you put out. Because most bands these days, we see a new record from them maybe every four, every five, sometimes every six years. But when you look back at how much... Going back all the way to the beginning of Accept, I mean, you're constantly... Putting out new original music i 'm not talking about the live records, we get a lot of those too, and those are always great. but there is just such an, a, an enormous amount of material that you put out sometimes every year, sometimes every other year. How do you keep up this
2: pace and 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 where does the drive come to to keep releasing new music I mean definitely one thing is I still have fun to do this <laughs> it 's yeah. the most for me the most important thing and then yeah i mean we, we, we are hard workers, you know I mean we constantly Having ideas, thank God. <laughs> uh, so we never went out of ideas, and now with the new guys, I mean, of course, they have also a lot of ideas. So, but you know, sometimes you know, I have some melodies in my in my head, and then I just put it on the f- on the mobile phone. Uh, some have ideas for some stories. I just name the titles, or just I want to write a, a song uh, lyrics about this and this, that I don't forget it. I mean, I'm always constantly also on tour. You know, sometimes when um, when you have sound checks sometimes it is really boring doing everyday sound check. Right. It's always always for the sound sound guy, and then you start jamming. Mm-hmm. So we had some yeah two or three ideas, but uh, also on the Steelhammer tour, we record this for the new album. There was just a Short, maybe 30 seconds or something, but just a riff, you know. I said, Oh, yeah, this is good. Just we record this on during the, the sound shake, so we constantly working, yeah. So, and then that means, in a way, I put out with UDO every two years an yeah. album. So, maybe I never know. Maybe next one will take three years, but I mean, I'm now I'm so busy with UDO uh, touring wise, you know. We will see how fast we come up with the next one. Right. Now, I got to see
1: you, Dio, at Irving Plaza probably less than two years ago, I would think. You guys were here in New York and played a venue called Irving Plaza. And just wondering, will we see you in New York uh, anytime
2: soon, at the band? Yeah, so uh, definitely we'll, we will come back to the U.S. Uh, between September and December, the end of the year. So I don't know exactly when, but definitely between September uh, September and December we're coming back for a longer uh, U.S. tour, definitely. And can we expect the same lineup that played on the Decadent
1: record to be touring with you?
2: Yeah, only the drummer has left the band for, again, another one for private reason. Right. You know, I mean, he, he's becoming a second-time father and, you know... Yeah, but you then you know why you become then a professional musician. I mean, I mean, I, I also been father of two kids, you know, and I'm still doing this business. It's uh, I don't know, but um, that was his decision. So at the moment we are, yeah, quite near to have a new drum drummer for UDO, and uh, I So mean, you're I auditioning people already? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, in a couple of days we will be mention the name of okay. the new drummer. But definitely, it's not Stefan Schwarzmann. <laughs> Very good. Now, um, now let's let's uh, let's talk about
1: what you just mentioned. I mean, you, you're you're a father. You have uh, two two children, right? How 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 did you balance being a father and being on the road as a, a rock musician?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, when I when I uh, was on tour, my wife came up with the kids when they were getting older. So they, they came to the festival sometimes on tour when I was in Germany. Yeah, and then when I was home, I was really into my family and also uh, uh, into the kids. You know, I did a lot of a lot of uh, stuff with my kids. Um, yeah, and I think you know they go up, but in the rock and roll business, you know, they, then my son, he had a little bit more problems when I was far uh, away from home. But but uh, now he's also a musician. He's a drummer. He's uh, had his own band. He was on tour with me wi- uh, as a drum tech for for UDO. Now he was on tour with the Saxon as the a drum roadie. Oh, cool. so and yeah, I mean so they grow up with this, you know. And then, um, I think I did the right thing there. I'm really proud of my kids. Absolutely, it's
1: it's uh, it's in their blood. And uh, do you, when you look at the future of of UDO, do you see this? I mean, obviously we're all getting older. Do you do you see UDO continuing for? a long time, or will there be some point where you say,
2: you know what, this is it, this is the last record, this is the end of UDO? Yeah, That's a good question. No, <clears throat> I always say as long my voice is working, as long as I have fun to do this, making records, touring, uh, uh, that is the most important thing. As long as I have fun, I do it. If I get a feeling I don't have fun anymore, I stop immediately. So uh, and maybe the uh, another thing what I don't want to do is if I get the feeling you know that uh, the battery is finished you know right. I don't I don't have any ideas anymore or I don't want to play in front of ten people you know I yeah. mean uh, but it doesn't look like it. <laughs> so uh, so I don't know maybe I do it for another ten years I I don't have uh, any point to say now in do another album, then that's it. I mean, now a lot of bands, they go on tour uh, forever for farewell tour for five years or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to do this, you yeah. know. Maybe I stop on a point when nobody expected.
0: Yeah, I got you.
2: Cool. And
1: when I saw you play in New York City, again, it had to be less than two years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. 2013, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it was just such an excellent show, and the one thing I must admit I hadn't seen you play in a while at at that point. The last time I had seen you you'd been with Except. Your voice just sounded so incredibly strong. At least on the night I saw you it was powerful, it was right on. You were hitting all the notes like you used to and have always hit how do you keep it strong? Do you, do you work? Do you have to do vocal exercises and stuff like that?
2: No, I do nothing. nothing. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm really, really lucky with my voice, you know. Yeah. I mean, I never had any problems. I never was canceled any show about uh, voice problems. I'm really lucky with my with my voice, and I take care of it. I mean, I stopped smoking ten years ago, and I go oh, every two years to a doctor, I check everything you know and he always said, yeah, it's strong, it's still metal yeah. <laughs> so i mean but yet that's the the only thing I can say i'm I'm really lucky with my voice. Very good. And, you know, we won't spend much time talking about your old band except,
1: but I just wanted to ask you, there's been a little shake-up in, in their band. Two of the members have left. Uh, and is there any uh, interest with you in ever
2: getting back together with those guys? Do you have any contact with Peter and 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 Wolf nowadays? No, I never uh, – I don't have any contact with them, and then there will be no reunion. Definitely not. Definitely not. No. Okay. Fair enough. Cool. Well, we cannot
1: wait to see you guys when you return to the States uh, to tour the new UDO record, Decadent, which uh, comes out early February. February 3rd, Dustin? Yeah. Yes. yes, February 3rd. It'll be out by the, the time you guys hear this interview, so definitely go to iTunes and buy it. Go to Amazon and buy the CD. Um, when you guys tour, do you think it'll be a
2: package deal? Will you be over here with another band, or is it too early to say? This is too early to say. They're just working out at the moment when. The be- is the best time, and then we would see which band is coming with us or two bands coming with us, but this is too early to say. I got you. Cool. And how is Fitty doing? Oh, Fitty is do- doing quite well. I mean, he's producing at the moment uh, uh, another band, so we have our own studio in, in Spain, and um, yeah, I mean, he's doing quite well, so... I heard he's nearly finished with the production and then he has to rehearse the new songs for the tour. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: Very good. And and when you guys are rehearsing are you doing it all right there in Spain or where do no, you get we
2: yeah. uh, do rehearsing in, in, Germany. in Germany. So okay. the whole equipment is in Germany and uh, we rehearse in in Germany. Cool. And when you wrote the new record, is that where you did most of the writing in Germany? No, that did uh, uh, it in Spain. I live okay. in I live I live in Spain, you yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: Well, thank you so much for joining us on Talking Metal. And again, we will link the new UDO record through today's show notes on talkingmetal.com. It is called Decadent. I've heard it, it sounds just excellent. You guys did a great job on it. Congratulations.
2: Okay, thank you very much, and see you on tour.
3: cold as ice, staring at a frozen mirror, now the curtains close like a dying rose, no more fantasy for me, for me.
1: What you just heard was my interview with Udo Dirk Schneider of Accept Fame and currently of UDO. And the song that you heard coming out of the interview is called Secrets in Paradise. I really, really like that song. I'm not like a big metal ballad guy, but whenever Udo sings one of these mellower songs, there's something about the 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 tone of his voice that always just really grabs me, and that is one of those songs, "Secrets in Paradise" off the new UDO record, "Decadent." There's a ton of great hard rock and music off the uh, off the album. Don't get the wrong idea from that song; it's it's definitely a super heavy, great record, and I really think it's a contender for my best of lists for two thousand. 15 i know we're only just into february here but i'm i'm very impressed by the decadent record I really really dig it maybe even better than steam hammer i mean which i like that record a lot too but this is this is a great record let's get into a little new AC/DC right now and then i will come back and i have i haven't done one of these in a long time a cd giveaway of the new AC/DC record What you just heard was a song called Miss Adventure by ACDC off the 2014 release Rock or Bust. If you want a CD copy of that, email me your address. My email address is mark, that's M A R K, at talkingmetal.com. I have other email addresses. This is the address I'm giving you for the contest. So don't send them to my Gmail. Don't send them to my Yahoo. Send them to this address. Mark at TalkingMetal.com And the second person to email me gets a free CD copy of Rock or Bust by ACDC. Now, here's the, the deal, guys. Unfortunately... You have to live in the United States of America for this offer to be valid. And I apologize. I just I can't spend $15 mail on a CD to, uh, to, you know, Switzerland or somewhere. I, I'm, I'm so sorry. But this particular contest is limited to US residents only. Again, if you want the new ACDC record, rock or bust, email me now the second email I get will win let's move on this is a little I guess you could call it progressive metal steel profit burning into blackness grunge metal if you will you know that's the thing about me I I, you know I like all different types of music I really do I mean from country to hip-hop to industrial to metal and metal was always my true love when I was a kid and teenager you know but even even in the 80s I wasn't like it you know got into Prince and Doug, some Michael Jackson, and Power Station, and, and shit like that too, so I was never like the true metal guy who only listens to metal, and and some, and you know, back in the 80s, especially even within the metal genre, there was so much, you know, oh, you can only listen to thrash, or you can only listen to this, or that, or blah, 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 and just so narrow-minded, and I know there's some of the listeners out there who, can't imagine listening to anything that isn't like classic hard rock or heavy metal uh and i I think that's sad you know because there's just so much great music whether it's pop whether it's rock whether it's you know classic rock i mean i grew up listening to kiss and sticks were two of my favorite bands when i was like you know before i was even 10 years old those were two of my favorite bands and graduated onto acdc and and led zeppelin from there at the same time loved the who when i was like in seventh grade and that was right when they were doing their quote-unquote farewell tour in 1982 i was in heavily into skinnered in in fifth and sixth grade too had uh the the live the double live record one more from the road which i just love to this day love it love it love it such a great ro- live record and there's just so much great music out there that you can't just limit yourself. And and uh, I guess what I, what I'm doing is is setting up some of the the tunes I'm gonna go out with here, which some people might not consider metal. I I, I do. I consider it hard rock and grunge metal. You know, uh, this next band they're called Paw. One of the greatest, greatest grunge bands to come out of that whole scene back in the day. Paw just. Just an amazing band. And this this record, which is called uh, Dragline, is a perfect record. They had a, a number of records. They're all good. Again, Drag Dragline, in my humble opinion, is a perfect record from start to finish. It's one of those records you can listen to all the way through, which back in those days wasn't a lot of records, in my opinion, because most most bands, because of the CD format, allowing you to make records longer than the vinyl or cassette format really did, especially the vinyl format. They started to put too much music on their records. I mean, a perfect example in my book was always been blood sugar, sex, magic by the red hot chili peppers. I really liked that record a lot. And I thought it would have been a perfect record if it was 15 minutes shorter, but because it was so long, I just felt like they threw every single thing on there and it could have been brilliant, but it wasn't because I felt there was some some slow moments, especially when you get into the final part of that record. I just really have a, a tough time with it. Um, but but Dragline by paw is not one. It's not a record like that. It's uh, it holds up through and through. I I always thought the golden rule of show business is leave them wanting more, and that doesn't mean you know that you should fill a cd up with whatever a cd holds i don't know what is it 70 some minutes of music just because you can i think that's stupid you know those van halen records man they were so freaking short that you you finished it and you put it right back on again because you flip the record right back over to side one you put it on you played it because it was fucking good man and you wanted more you wanted to hear it again you weren't like oh god i can't i don't think i can get through this listen we we've always had short attention spans us, us humans and show business leave them wanting more no one remembers that anymore i mean even these bands it's like they just keep touring and touring and touring and they played arenas and now they can get 60 barely get 60 people in a club it's like But they got to make a living, so listen, I get it, I get it. And there's other issues that uh, have caused their their fan base to dwindle too, which we could go into, but we won't. This is the song Jesse by the band Paul. Classic 90s grunge, if you will, 1993. Not from Seattle, from Kansas, those guys. The name of that great, great band is, or was, I guess, Paw. Excellent stuff, guys. One of my favorite bands of all time. Again, a band that I don't think I've ever played. Maybe I played them once or twice on Talking Metal, but I don't play them very often. But one of my absolute top 10 bands of of all time is Tool. If you don't know Tool, you should know them. They are so freaking heavy. And again, this will be another band. That's not metal. That's not metal. Yeah, well, Tool is fucking the heaviest thing out there. So if what we do on Talking Metal is play heavy metal music, they're heavy and way heavier than, than most, you know, quote-unquote metal bands if you will i consider tool metal because my spectrum of metal is very wide and includes many subgenres. and i feel they definitely fit in there somewhere they're they're a hard one to place because they're they're definitely progressive because of danny's drumming you know and the, the time signatures and stuff but they're not progressive like dream theater and you know they're not even progressive really like mastodon you know so progressive metal is definitely just on its own i think a really wide type of uh genre if you will because you got tool you got dream theater you got you know mashugar you got mastodon i mean it's all over the place so but I, I love Tool. I love Tool. And I really think uh, again they put out just some incredibly crazy great shit back in the nineties. This particular song is called Hooker with a penis. And it's it's in it's interesting because it, it's making fun of the nineties looking dude. It's a, you know, somebody who may have been a tool fan. You know, it's all it's like, you know, they were they were Posers in the 80s. Everyone's, oh, those guys with their long hair and hairspray were all posers. Well, guess what? They were freaking posers in the 90s, too. I may have even been one of them, to be honest, because that's when I got my tattoos. That's when I, I, I suddenly, see, the thing about me was in the 80s, I was a metal fanboy, true and true. I freaking loved all that. 80s metal stuff, the the mainstream stuff, the underground stuff, and, and I knew it. I was just like the back of my hand. I knew every the Queens, right, the Dio, the Maiden, the Ozzy. You know, I just lived and breathed that stuff. Um, however, when it came, I, I wanted to be a rock star. I wanted to be a musician. That was that was my goal, and. I just, and I was pretty good. I made the jazz band in high school. I got into Berklee College of Music. However, when it came to shredding, when it came to that fast metal shredding that became so popular, especially in the late 80s, I just was never quite there. I mean, I could do it. At one point, I could play pretty fast, but I could never quite do it like, you know, the Bumblefoots or the, uh, you know, Engbeys or the Bucketheads could, could do. I could never quite do it. And the weird thing that happened was suddenly the tides changed, you know, and I was into other stuff kind of outside of the metal thing, too, like, you know, got into Fishbone and, and Faith No More and stuff when when the tides were turning and Alice in Chains and suddenly Alice in Chains and Soundgarden, especially Alice and Chains, they, that was like a, a metal band, in my opinion, but they stripped it down and and suddenly they were the cool guys you know it's like janie lane says that famous line where he walked into the record company's uh, the record the president of his record company and suddenly the warrant poster behind the guy's desk had been replaced by the alice and chains poster and for me that was great cuz i loved alice and chains and all the 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 stuff that was coming out then you know, just as much uh, as I did the, the stuff in the eighties. However, the thing that was different about that stuff in the nineties that made it so important to me was that suddenly I was the cool guy, you know, the things flipped and I was, you know, in my early twenties, you know, 20 years old. And I had the bop haircut bleached out, you know, like Cobain and and Lane and stuff and and I I could play Alice in Chains and Soundgarden on guitar no problem and I didn't have to have solos in in every song that I was doing in my bands and and it was like it was it was in a way it was like a, the 90s were such a great period for me because as much as I was a fanboy of the 80s metal that's all I was in the 80s was just a fanboy, you know, whereas when the nineties kicked in with my bands and just the way I looked and kind of behaved, it was like suddenly the tables kind of flipped and all of a sudden I was the cool guy. You know, I was the guy that, you know, girls now were looking at for the first time in my life. And I was the guy people wanted to hang out with. I was the cool guy. Did I ever go on to, you know, have mainstream success as a musician? No, but just I was working at MTV, I, you know. I was just suddenly in the cool crowd. I moved to New York City, and yeah, I was wearing you know flannel shirts and stuff. So in some ways, I I feel like I almost became a nine. I was far more a 90s poser than I ever was an 80s poser, and it felt natural for me though. So maybe I wasn't a poser. I don't know. But this song by Tool, I feel is railing on people who were kind of the hipsters of the 90s you know the vans sneakers and the tats and all that and uh that's where we'll end today's episode with a song by the band tool one of my favorite bands of all time it's called hooker with a penis and a big thanks to udo dirkschneider for joining us on today's podcast we'll see you next time guys have a good one